The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today. Happy holidays. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We are a day away from the Chris Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock for two hours, getting you caught up on the Thursday night football game, giving you a preview of the weekend games as well. Updates from around the league, no doubt. Davis, happy holidays to you. Happy uh, Christmas Eve as well. And I know you're getting ready for a big holiday uh, on Saturday and a lot of folks out there are getting ready for a big fantasy football weekend as well. Yeah, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, all all of that uh, good stuff to everyone out there. Pretty, pretty excited to have NFL games on a Saturday. I also, by the way, uh, this is kind of neither here nor there, but the Christmas Day slate for the NBA in terms of DFS, uh, it's normally fun. But actually, normally from a DFS perspective, it sucks. And, uh, you know, for, for if the, the trend on the show is looking on the bright side, the reason that it sucks is that there are never any value plays on Christmas. There's never any cheap punts to throw in there. So you can't play LeBron and Curry and Durant. Well, this year, we do not have that problem. We got loads of guys who are our minimum price, who are, you know, 4000 It's uh, It's actually amazing. You can kind of play whoever you want. So I am looking on the bright side this holiday season for uh, for tomorrow, Craig. No doubt. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. We'll be with you here on Sports Grid, along with Brett Levy from noon to 4 Eastern on In Game Live. And that'll be our Saturday edition of the show. Let's get to our headlines here as we begin this Friday. A.J. Brown with a monster return yesterday to the Tennessee Titans as he leads them to a 20-17 win. San Francisco goes up early and crumbles late in this game. We'll get to that in just a sec. Central Florida beat my Gators last night. It was really hard to watch the Gasparilla Bowl. No doubt this was the worst Florida season I can recall in a long time. Kemba Walker, 44 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists in the loss to Washington. And Steph Curry continues his charge toward the NBA MVP. He had 46 points as the Warriors beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And also Davis today, we get word about 30 minutes ago, wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills, Gabriel Davis, unfortunately, testing positive for COVID. Uh, reports out of Buffalo are saying that he is not vaccinated. So that puts him out this week, probably puts him out next week. And uh, and it just goes to show, Davis, you know, mentioning as he did yesterday, if you know a player is playing in a game, like on a Thursday night, just get him in there because we are Play headed him. toward uncharted waters this weekend for sure. 
Yep, and that, that goes for tomorrow as well, uh, Cleveland-Green Bay and uh, the other night game that I'm forgetting right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if a guy is active and you think it's close, you you start that guy. Now, obviously, it uh, would not have worked 100% last night if you would have started Julio Jones, one catch for seven yards, not that great. Ayuk did save you uh, with a touchdown. Jeff Wilson Jr. did all right for us. So I, I am mostly okay with that logic that uh, you pretty much just need to be starting these guys who are available because you definitely would take four for 40 and a touchdown from Ayuk over the uh, zero catches for zero yards and zero touchdowns from Gabriel Davis. So uh, no, no doubt about it, Craig, you are correct. And you have to be feeling pretty good in your yeah. playoff matchup. Cause if I remember correctly, your opponent had Gabriel Davis and is now probably going to be eating a zero. He switched out Gabriel Davis for Ayuk before the game yesterday. So he uh, he heeded the, the smart advice. But yeah, for me getting, uh, you know, almost 30 points out of Debo and 15 points out of Jeff Wilson, it wouldn't have mattered what my opponent had. That would be very, I would have been extremely satisfied going into last night's game, knowing that I would have gotten those points. So I can't complain. I mean, really, I mean, based on the results that I saw uh, there yesterday, and we're going to hit on the fantasy ramifications from last night, Davis, but the reality ramifications, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers for about 15 minutes, I was starting to think, what are their odds to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, they looked unbelievable. And then, and then all of a sudden it just came crashing down. And I mean, I don't, I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get benched, but my gosh, what a, what a, what a, I mean, I haven't seen worse in a game than I saw last night. I got to be honest. He's not going to get benched, but you clearly saw why they wanted to take Trey Lance. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty lost on third downs. He just makes very mystifying decisions. And and I, I've, I've been meaning to make this point on the show, but like obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is one of, I don't know, the best 40 quarterbacks on earth right now. And when we say that Jimmy Garoppolo is bad – we just mean that he's bad relative to the absolute best, you know, top of, of his sure. profession, right? He, he is unbelievably good. He's got a strong arm. He's accurate. He just makes some befuddling decisions. And by the way, I do kind of always love this thing with Kyle Shanahan where we treat him like a deity. Like, oh my gosh, Kyle Shanahan, he's amazing. The, the, the running plays that he creates. Kyle Shanahan, it, it always cracks me up when they show it on the broadcast. Career losing record as a head coach you you would think the way that people talked about Kyle Shanahan that he would be like Bill Belichick in terms of winning percentage you know they just talk about him like he is an offensive genius and it is funny to me that he does have a losing record as a head coach great season with the Falcons as their offensive coordinator but unfortunately yep. when uh, when they were up big uh, things just sort of fell apart for him there but uh, look San Francisco not a bad team definitely but looking at the line last night as we talked about San Francisco not really deserving of being a, th a three-point favorite over a winning team in the NFL, and, uh, and Tennessee showed that yesterday. We'll get into our fantasy standouts coming up next. It is the Titans and San Francisco 49ers. We'll hear from A.J. Brown coming off his best game of the season. Does this mean the Titans are all the way back? We'll discuss that next. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, happy holidays. Thanks for tuning into the show today. We got until 2 o'clock Eastern, and we'll be back with more FST on Sports Grid in... Just a couple minutes. Stay with us.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. The Tennessee Titans and San Francisco 49ers were the first game of round two of your fantasy football playoffs. And uh, kind of an exciting game at the end, Uh, sort of some back and forth, things that were unexpected, some good plays, some mistakes. And honestly, if you saw the numbers for the 49ers, you would have probably thought they won the game. That's how interesting this was. Let's get to our fantasy standouts on the side of the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, 29 passes, 209 yards, 22 rushing yards, and one touchdown. It was to A.J. Brown. Uh, Deontay Foreman looked really good, although he only had 17 yards and a touchdown. He had one called back as well. But the big story from last night's game, no doubt, A.J. Brown, 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a score, a uh, season high across the board. Great game for him, no doubt. Uh, Randy Bullock was two for two in field goals. He kicked a 44-yarder. A.J. Brown, after the game last night, was asked if his offense sparked the defense, and he talked about being back on the field. Definitely loving it yesterday, and people who put them in their fantasy lineup yesterday hit a huge jackpot with A.J. Brown. Got to be feeling great about that if you got to this point. Now, on the side of the 49ers, every number you'll see here look pretty good except for one, and that is the two interceptions that Jimmy Garoppolo threw, especially the one in the end zone. He had 322 passing yards and one touchdown. I mentioned the two picks. Jeff Wilson scored on the first drive of the game, so you'll take your 15 fantasy points like I did and be extremely happy. Debo Samuel, what a, what a player he has been this year. Unstoppable, nine receptions, 159 yards, also 32 rushing yards. And Brandon Ayuk ended up getting a late touchdown to get his total around 14, 15 points, four receptions, 40 yards, and a score. There was a brief moment there, Davis, where I held my breath. I saw Debo come out of the game, and then he ended up coming back in and, of course, catching the last pass of the game, which then got flipped around to virtually everyone but the 49ers played very well and it's evident their defense is excellent their offensive line is good their skill position players are good as well they are probably a better team than Tennessee but 
the quarterback. That's 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 going to be the one thing potentially that could hold them back of going far this year. Yeah, and the Titans kept trying to bail the 49ers out. They kept doing these first down runs that would go absolutely nowhere. The team ran 24 times for 90 yards. McNichols had seven carries for 31 yards. Hilliard ran five times for 20 yards. Foreman ran nine times for 17 yards. He did score a touchdown. He also, by the way, you're not going to see this in the box score he had a run at the end of the second quarter that was, uh, I, you know, I don't want to say like beast mode, Marshawn Lynch style, but he was, he bumbled, he was carrying like four defenders with him into the end zone, and it got called back by like a pretty ticky-tack holding penalty. But uh, I don't know, every time I watch Foreman, I keep thinking the results are going to be better. Like, I'm like, all right, come on. This, this is going to be the time where he gets there. And he did, you know, he did save uh, people who started him in fantasy last night. At least he was able to get them. Uh, I think he was able to get you eight PPR points with the, uh, with the touchdown, which is not great, but certainly better than nothing. Uh, on the 49ers side of the ball, I mean, I, to be honest, I thought the biggest headline of this game was Debo is back being used like wide receiver. It was pretty clear that they felt comfortable handing the ball off to Jeff Wilson Jr., using him as the lead back, and they wanted to start to use uh, Debo more like an actual wide receiver. He got five carries in this game, but they weren't, um, you know, they weren't the bad carries, right? It wasn't Debo Samuel lined up in the I formation on first and 10 right. on his own 30, because that's just not the situation you wanted to use him in. Uh, fantasy managers who got here off the strength of George Kittle the last couple weeks, right? Kittle basically mm -hmm. the best three games of his career back to back to back. A uh, little bit of a bummer. Three targets, two receptions, 21 yards. Juwan Jennings did get five targets in this game. He is pretty clearly the 49ers' third wide receiver. Um, and, you know, we we talked a bunch about Julio yesterday. We're like, oh, wow, he's back. He's off the injury report. I mean, it's just sad. It just, isn't it just a bummer that Julio Jones, I mean, he's been this amazing player in his career. Uh, he still averaged 86 yards per game last season despite – all his injuries and everything that was going wrong in Atlanta. And he is just a ghost out there. He does nothing. Yeah, not even targeted. Um, look, I'm, I'm not following his routes to see if he's getting separation or not, but it just doesn't seem like he's a huge part of the game plan. And in the end, Julio Jones probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's just the kind of career that he's had, but it's, it's just not happening for him uh, right now in Tennessee. In, in terms of Debo, look, I mean, this was the best pick that I've had in fantasy probably in years, Davis. Um, where, where do you think he goes in drafts next year? Does he get out of the second round uh, in fantasy football drafts? You know, I think it's sort of interesting because I do think that fantasy drafters are much, uh, you know, they're smart, right? Fantasy drafters are, right. are certainly much smarter than they have been in years past. And I think if you just look at Debo from a receiving perspective, he's been good, but he hasn't been, uh, you know, even, even as uh, unbelievable as someone like Deontay Johnson for PPR. So 109 targets, 70 receptions. 1,200 yards, five touchdowns. Now, obviously, you add the seven, seven rushing touchdowns on top of that. That's a big difference. But Eli Mitchell is going to be back next year. Raheem Mostert is going to be back off of the IR next year. And the team is going to have to do something with Trey Sermon. I mean, I, I think it would be completely untenable for them to spend a third-round pick on Trey Sermon and then make him a special teamer. Like, I think either he's going to be getting carries or he's going to be off the team next year, right? Just just cut and, and moved on. So that's kind of a, a limited number of carries for Debo to get in, in uh, you know, the, the offseason or whatever. So I, I think he's fascinating. 
from uh, a fantasy football perspective because also you have the fact that Ayuk was a total non-factor for the first two months of the season. And now we're going to be having the same conversation on Ayuk versus Debo that we had this offseason, right? Because Ayuk has been amazing as a receiver the last month of the season. So I, I, I would guess probably he's going to go after Cup, Hill, Godwin, Adams, Justin Jefferson, uh, Diggs. You think he goes behind Diggs? I think he probably does go behind well, Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's right. That's right about that would be right about the end of the second round, beginning of. And I would still probably, you know, CD Lamb, Michael Pittman's had an amazing year. You know, you still have Mike Evans, uh, Jalen Waddle. By the way, I mean, J- we, you 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 would maybe kind of laugh about that, but Jalen Waddle has 86 receptions in 13 games. Like, I mean, he is a PPR stud. Yeah, no, Waddle's been great too. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Davis and I will be having it just a few months from now. We sure will. Okay, coming up next, we have a huge slate on Saturday night in the NFL. It's a two-game slate, but there's a lot of really good options. And so we're going to run through it next. All of the players on the Indianapolis Colts, all the players on the Arizona Cardinals, and of course the Green Bay Packers and the Cleveland Browns. Just to give you an idea as to what is coming up here on Fantasy Sports Today, Our buddy Jim Sanis is going to join us a little bit later in the show. We're going to go through some of the uh, possible options for the weekend on Sunday. And, of course, we're going to run through some fantasy or reality, Sports Grid 60, all the things that we normally do here on this holiday. Also, tomorrow's show, Brett Levy and I will be with you from noon or Eastern. So catch our Christmas edition of the show. And then on Sunday morning, I'll be with uh, George Kurtz for uh, Fantasy Football and getting you ready for your fantasy football playoffs. I know I am ready after last night. Got myself a nice 25-point lead. We'll see if I can carry that into next week. We'll take a quick timeout here on FST. Stay on the grid with us. we got plenty more to come. Get out your FanDuel apps. We're going to help you out and set some pricing for the weekend. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, right here on Sports Grid. And of course, two games in the NFL tomorrow night. One that I will have particular interest in, which is the Indianapolis Arizona game. Davis, from a fantasy perspective, I think you will too. I'll be keeping a close eye on Zach Ertz. It appears as though Darren Waller, my uh, number, I mean, I, I guess I've lost two of my first three picks with McCaffrey and Waller. So uh, I'm going to be playing Zach Ertz. I thought that that was a really sharp uh, fantasy pick at the end of drafts. He was basically a free player. So I will be rooting him on tomorrow night, Davis. I will be uh, I will be rooting him on as well. I actually think we are in line for a sort of fascinating uh, Christmas Day slate. You know, a lot of the times these two game slates, you're like, well, like our, our two game slate last last Monday, the Tuesday slate was sort of interesting, but last Monday was like, great, we got we got Cleveland, we got Las Vegas, great, you know, we got Minnesota, Chicago, not not a ton of teams that are going to move the ball. We do have Cleveland back on this slate, and to be honest, I just do not enjoy watching the cleveland browns play football at all uh there it's not fun uh all of the magic of kevin stefanski and the play calling is worn off you know uh i guess i guess i like watching dpj i guess donovan peoples jones is like a, a bright spot there and david and joku after the catch but uh, the other three teams we have on the slate all uh all an interesting host of uh, of options so i think we have some some good options to discuss here yeah, no, definitely so. And uh, I'm interested, and I think that the country will be interested to see uh, the Cardinals and see if Kyler Murray can bounce back after his game last week. Let's take a look at the FanDuel pricing over uh, uh, in DFS for Saturday night. Murray is at 8700 Your other option there is is picking Aaron Rodgers. He is priced at 8300 Carson Wentz, very much a boomer bust candidate, I would guess, going into this game, Davis. And then Baker Mayfield is at 6,800. It was funny, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hear from Jim Sanis uh, coming up in just a little bit, but, you know, Carson Wentz is one of those guys, Davis, that he could throw for 65 yards and he could throw for 365 yards. A lot of variance there with him. And uh, the Indianapolis Colts would probably prefer that he throws for 65 yards because that means that they are winning this game handily uh you know pretty much just means they are handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor maybe they run a couple trick plays Frank Reich by the way Christmas Day game national TV you bet your bottom dollar Frank Reich has at least one absurd trick play you know Michael Pittman throwing the ball the Philly special the fake punt Frank Reich absolutely loves that stuff so you can uh, you can count on that um I I think sort of an interesting thing going on here is we just come off uh just came off the Indianapolis Colts, their biggest win of the season, I think, national TV game against the Patriots. Everyone, you know, everyone and their mom on Twitter, right? Oh, my numbers have the Patriots favored here. The Patriots are going to blow them out. Patriots look non-competitive. Carson Wentz has a good game, even with Michael Pittman Jr. getting ejected. Jonathan Taylor has the 70-yard run in the fourth quarter. So everyone's high on the Colts right now, and everybody wants to bury the Cardinals. Everybody wants to bury the Cardinals. We've been waiting all year for Cliff to mess up, for Cliff to ruin the whole thing, for him to throw a wrench in the engine. And, I mean, he did. To be clear, I'm with the people that are saying that Cliff Kingsbury is holding the Arizona Cardinals back because I hate, hate the way he called their offensive game plan against the Detroit Lions. You know, just it just makes no sense to have DeAndre Hopkins go out and to have Antoine Wesley replace him instead of giving Rondell more extra snaps. However, all of that being said, it's all going to lead to Kyler Murray being way less owned on this Christmas Day slate than he should be. You know, Rodgers is going to be the most popular. 
Kyler is going to be the second most popular. I think that should be flip-flopped. You know, I think that Kyler is clearly the top quarterback option. Um, and then, honestly, I would follow that up with Wentz as my number two, Rodgers as the three, Baker as the four, uh, mostly just because uh, of what you can do with roster construction if you use Carson Wentz. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely the case. Uh, for me, I, I do like Arizona. I think that there is a bounce back in them, and it's a really nice buy-low opportunity. I think I don't love them overall, but I, I do think tonight or tomorrow night is that shot. Rondell more questionable, by the way, also uh, for uh, Saturday night. Okay, let's take a look at the running backs. Well, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the highest price. He's 10500 Nick Chubb is 7600 for the Cleveland Browns. Aaron Jones, 73 Looks like James Conner is a go for the Cardinals. He's 71, and then you get a nice discount there with A.J. Dillon at 6,200. Are uh, these the best options? Any beyond uh, these five that we're looking at? I mean, sir, okay, so Jonathan Taylor, most expensive player of the slate, most owned player of the slate. People are going to be trying to get Jonathan Taylor in there with Devontae Adams in their Christmas Day lineups. And you can do it, but you just have to sacrifice in a couple spots. Uh, but I think our, you know, I think Chubb is fine. Um, I think James Conner is fine. Although I'm a, I'm a little sketched out by his his ankle injury. Uh, it sounds like sounds like they're going to be loading him up with Toradol to get him through this game on Saturday because he was not able to get in any practices this week. But they want him to be able to play because they don't trust Chase Edmonds as an interior runner at all. But I do. I mean, I think Chase Edmonds is got to be the best leverage play of the slate. You know, FanDuel only half point PPR. Edmonds doesn't score touchdowns. You know, the the anti-Edmonds narrative sort of writes itself. But if he catches five passes, especially because, by the way, Rondell Moore uh, is a game-time decision for this game. If Rondell doesn't play, Edmonds is kind of their only sort of uh, you know, close to the line of scrimmage, short area quickness style guy. You're not, you're not going to ask Zach Ertz to do that. Uh, you're not going to ask Christian Kirk to do that. So I, I really like Edmonds. And I, I like A.J. Dillon here too. And you were telling me yesterday on the show, like, Davis, why don't, why don't you just play A.J. Dillon? He's getting all these carries. And he, he is getting the goal line carries. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon's usage flip-flopped the last two weeks. Two weeks ago, A.J. Dillon was clearly the 1A. Last week, Aaron Jones was clearly the 1A. I think that was kind of um, I think that was kind of game script dependent because that game was more competitive than the Vegas line had suggested. I don't know if Cleveland has it in them to give them a competitive game. So I think AJ Dillon can I think AJ Dillon can give a pretty good performance here, you know, 15 carries and certainly a decent chance at scoring a couple touchdowns. Yeah, you would think so. I you know Cleveland kind of felt like their season ended to me on uh, on Monday. Do we know who's starting? Is Baker Mayfield definitely starting for Cleveland by the way tomorrow? I believe he is off of the COVID list for sure, okay. but I guess I if you, you know, uh for for you know, uh, for a million dollar bet, I couldn't say 100% for sure, but I have Baker Mayfield in our projections at dailyroto.com. Okay, fair enough. Let's take a look at the wide receivers and you know, certainly we have one very big name on the slate tomorrow. It is Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. He is at 8,800 on FanDuel. Christian Kirk, a tick down at 7,200. Jarvis Landry will be back for Cleveland. He is 6,600. Michael Pittman Jr. teaming up with Carson Wentz. His price is 6,400. A.J. Green, interesting, should get some good looks this week. He is 5,900. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones is either racing toward the end zone with the ball in his hands for a 50-yard touchdown or it's a quiet game for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Kind of feels like the variance is there on him, too. Yeah, so the wide receiver position, I mean, almost always, it is the uh, it is the most interesting position uh, to, to discuss for DFS because these guys have the widest range of outcomes, and this is the spot where you can take advantage of ownership. So Devontae Adams, 
mega stone chalk, you know, clearly the most owned wide receiver. Marquez Valdez scaling is on the COVID-19 list. So that's going to mean Alan Lazard is in there as the second wide receiver. I also, you know, I mean, look, can, can Amari Rogers score a touchdown? Can Equinemius St. Brown score a touchdown? Can one of the Green Bay tight ends score a touchdown? Absolutely. And those guys have, you know, a big time ability to, you know, change, change the context of the slate. Can't say that I'm particularly interested in Jarvis Landry, but Jarvis Landry probably is going to see 10 targets in this game and don't think he will be very owned because so much of that ownership in that salary range is going to go to Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr., if you go to dailyroto.com to our NFL projections and just sort by value, he is like the number one value wide receiver of the slate because he's got this huge target role. This, this should be a game, by the way, where the Colts do tilt a little bit more pass-heavy, especially if you, like Craig and I, think that Arizona is going to win this game. And again, can't believe we're saying this in 2021, almost 2022, but A.J. Green at 5,900 does look uh, like a pretty, pretty strong value. And I like Donovan Peoples-Jones more than Jarvis Landry because, look, I mean, he can score a 60-yard touchdown, you know, no problem. All right, and let's close it out with tight ends. You get some nice value here because Zach Ertz is the top-priced tight end, and he is under 6000 this week, only 5800 Austin Hooper at 53 David Njoku at 52 uh, Jack Doyle is 5000 Mo Ali Cox, Mr. Uh, red Zone Target, and pretty much nothing else, 4700 And I don't know who Josiah DeGuara is at 4600 You'll have to tell me. <laughs> so, weirdly enough, Josiah DeGuara... So actually, okay, we'll we'll go to the, the genesis of this story. Josiah Daguerre was the guy that uh, the Packers took in the third round. And that remember the Jordan Love draft where everyone's like, the Packers suck. Who, they're taking all these loser players. So they took Jordan Love, who does suck and is a loser. They took A.J. Dillon, who's like, fine. You know, we all love A.J. Dillon, the big quads. And then Daguerre, they took him in the third round over a bunch of wide. I think, remember, they, I think they took him over Denzel Mims, who people wanted them to take. And uh, he's done nothing to this point in his career, but caught a touchdown two weeks ago and got five targets last week. So uh, I think his role is trending up a little bit. And the absence of MVS is going to open up targets for somebody. But th- this conversation is, it's it's Zacherts. He is the best tight end of the play, and our best tight end of the slate, and then maybe a little bit of, of Austin Hooper love. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, a fun slate for sure. And, and maybe a tight end ends up making some money for you over on FanDuel. So uh, check that out tomorrow. Two games on FanDuel tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern, and then 8 o'clock Eastern, the doubleheader on Christmas Day. All right, coming up next, there are some very definitive quarterback changes going on in the NFL this weekend. It appears that one is in Detroit, and we know that there is another one coming in New Orleans. But who is starting? Who are these quarterbacks? And can you use them in any format, season-long, DFS, or maybe even fade them in some different spots? We'll talk about that next. Plenty more to come as Davis and I are here with you on this Christmas Eve holiday. We'll be right back with you on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for the latest news, notes, and information. All of the games going on this weekend, we will be talking about on In Game Live. You'll want to be following us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. All right. Well, uh, interesting games this weekend. Nonetheless, it is a wild scene for all of these games, not just in the NFL, but the NBA as well. Uh, specifically, uh, it, it does appear as though the Lions are not going to have Jared Goff for their matchup this weekend against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, from a season-long perspective, if you got to the fantasy football playoffs, the likelihood of you wanting to start Goff appear to be very slim. But his backup this week appears to be Tim Boyle, who played several weeks ago and uh, didn't fare all that well. But Boyle says that he was hurt going into that game and feels a lot better about this matchup if he starts against Atlanta. In my opinion, it's it's kind of night and day. Um, you know, I came off of, I think, 11 weeks of not throwing a football. Um, and I was just telling, telling one of our uh, media guys, Solomon, uh, you know, he, just the gripping the football, the confidence and the grip. And, you know, you kind of feel some aches and some tightness. But, you know, as every week kind of progresses and every day progresses, it gets better and better. So even today, you know, in the past few weeks, just being able to have the confidence in my ability and, and go out there and, and get back in the flow of the game and see the coverage and move in the pocket. I mean, it's definitely, a, um, you know, not doing it for 10 weeks and, and jumping into a game, you know, not as an excuse, but it, it was difficult now being able to reflect on now how I'm out there practicing and how I feel, um, in my opinion, night and day. So what do you think that means for, you know, the game plan, like more shots downfield, more, you know, uh, just more passing yards in general, more pass attempts in general. What, what's your hope in, in that regard? I want to win. Um, if I throw for 77 yards again and we win, I don't really care. Um, I know that's kind of, does he actually mean that? I mean, yeah, I'm fighting for my first win as long as our third win um, as a starter, if I were to be the starter. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think Coach Campbell uh, put in a great game plan this week. Uh, we just put in first and second down, so I love the plan so far. Um, but yeah, I think as I get more reps and they see my ability and, and it kind of changes a little bit uh, due to my confidence in my throwing ability now that my thumb's getting better, um, hopefully it, it changes a little bit, but kind of out of my control. So I'm going to call what he calls. I'm going to call in the huddle what he calls. So. 
And Dan Campbell uh, definitely has some choices. St. Brown has played well for Detroit. Uh, you know, certainly this this kid Craig Reynolds Davis has played well as well. Uh, but look, let's be honest. Boyle's performance um, in November was not very promising. So I'm not really sure what to expect this this weekend if he does indeed play, and it looks like he will. But the Falcons have not been world beaters on defense either. So, uh, you know, what do you make of this entire situation with Detroit going into the weekend? I just, I don't really understand why they're not using David Blau, who, I mean, David Blau is like not good, but they played him a little bit two seasons ago and he was like fine. Uh, I mean, okay, okay, fine is maybe, fine is maybe putting uh, too, too fine of a point on it. But he, like, I don't know, he moved the ball. He threw that, remember, he threw that amazing pass to Kenny Galladay on Thanksgiving. It was like a 60-yard frozen rope corner of the end zone. Galladay toe taps it. In Tim Boyle's college stats, it's like they're so bad, you wouldn't even believe it. Uh, he, he started uh, a couple games at UConn. He threw one touchdown and 11 interceptions at UConn. Then he transferred, sat out a year, went to Eastern Kentucky, started 12 games, 11 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Like I don't, I don't get the Tim Boyle thing. I don't, I do not understand how this guy is uh, an NFL quarterback. Like I, I, it just feels to me like a guy who, I don't know, maybe he could have been an AAF quarterback or an XFL quarterback or something, but I don't know. Like, why? I don't. Why don't they have a fun backup quarterback? Like, Ty, like Huntley comes in for the Baltimore Ravens and is like running around and making things happen. Like, why? Why? Why don't the Lions have someone like that? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. They went into the year and and probably not having the highest of expectations. Uh, you're right. Blau on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago looked pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not really sure what the story is with uh, with Boyle, but it does look like he's going to get the start this weekend, and so. Uh, look, if the Falcons defense is out there for you and you want to take a shot, who knows? That may be a good outcome, but you have to be a little worried with your St. Brown and and you know, certainly with the running backs there. I can't imagine Detroit having the same game that they did this past week against Arizona. All right. Now, uh, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints situation, which is probably a little bit more dire because the Saints still have some sort of playoff aspirations after beating Tampa Bay nine to nothing. Right now, it appears as though that Taysom Hill is not going to play. And, of course, Trevor Simeon is not going to play, both with COVID issues. And so that leads them to start Ian Book, who has never made a regular season start, never thrown a regular season pass, I don't believe, in the NFL. They did sign Blake Bortles, so he will back up Ian Book. And Nick Vanette, who was on a team that we're all too familiar with last year, the Denver Broncos, when they started Kendall Hinton, talked about that situation. He is now on the Saints and going through it again. Uh, I mean, dude, it's it's wild, you know. I'm gonna be honest; it's really wild. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys remember from last year, but you know, when I was on the Broncos and we played the Saints, we didn't have a quarterback on the roster, and you know, fortunately, we don't have exactly that issue right now. But uh, you know, at least we have some time to kind of move some pieces around and figure things out, and to have like a a good game plan going into the game on Monday. So if this is what's going to happen, it's a good thing it's happening now. That way they have time to prepare and plan for it rather than, you know, the day before, kind of like how it happened to us last year. Um, but, yeah, it's wild, you know. It just it just means that guys got to step up. Um, you know, guys are going to have to assume roles that, you know, they normally wouldn't take on. And, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the game's still going to be played. You know, they're still going to keep score. 
and all that stuff. So, you know, we got we to gotta step up. There's no excuses. So it's a good, good challenge in front of us. Yeah, the challenge will be seeing what Ian Book looks like in an NFL uniform, which is unknown for everyone. It's a good Dolphins team. They come in winning six games in a row, Davis. And so the tale of the tape on Ian Book is as follows. He's six foot, 210 pounds. He went to Notre Dame. He had two really good seasons with them and then was drafted in the fourth round of the 2021 draft. The Saints in no way possible thought they'd be starting him. They felt pretty comfortable. They had Jameis Winston. They had Taysom Hill. They had Trevor Simeon. They're down to their fourth quarterback. Now, the last two years at Notre Dame, Davis, uh, Book was really good. Threw 49 touchdowns against nine interceptions. But when the talent level uh, was up against him in that college football playoff a couple of years ago, boy, it was not nearly as good as it was versus all the other teams that Notre Dame plays. And as you know, Notre Dame being an independent sort of plays an easier schedule in college football. He's up against a lot, I think, in Miami this week. What do you make of this start? Yeah, I don't I don't think this is going to be a very fun first start for Ian Book. Uh, you know, the the weapons that the New Orleans Saints have, sure, you know, they have Alvin Kamara, but no Michael Thomas. You know, they're down to Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway and Adam Troutman and Juwan Johnson. It certainly is not the high-flying New Orleans Saints offense that we remember in years past. And also, I was remembering... There was actually no official NFL combine this last year. It was all done either at pro days or the, I, there was like, a, I believe it was called the Exos combine. And so I don't know mm-hmm. how much we can trust those numbers. So I, I saw it going around yesterday when it was announced that book was going to start that he ran a 4.4240. And now I'm sitting here thinking, well, does he really run a 4.4240? <laughs> like, is he more like a 4.5, 4.55 type guy? Now, I do think he will run quite a bit. And actually, you know, if you wanted, if you wanted to look on the, the positive here, we're talking about being positive on this show today. I suppose that you could say it's maybe a good thing that they don't have to change the offense that much from what they were calling with Taysom Hill. You know, it's not like they were calling lots of seven-step drops and stuff with Taysom Hill. There was lots of quarterback runs. They were handing off the ball a lot. And certainly they could beat the Dolphins just by handing the ball off to Alvin Kamara 20 times and Mark Ingram 10 times and throwing lots of screens to the running back. The the issue that I think Book will have, very similar to the issue he had when he went to go play against Clemson in Alabama when he was in college, which is that the Dolphins have lots of athletes on the defensive line and they are the number one team in the NFL in terms of blitz rate in the NFL. So I think they're just going to be really getting after Ian Book. I I think that, uh, I I do think the Dolphins probably win this game. Yeah, and uh, the line has completely flipped. New Orleans was a three-point favorite. Now the Dolphins are more than a uh, one-point favorite at this point. Finally, the best game of the NFL season is upon us on Sunday. It is the New York Jets and Jacksonville Jaguars. If you have no fantasy ramifications or a betting interest, I don't know why you would watch this game. Unfortunately, Robert Sala contracted the COVID and uh, he is not, or it doesn't look like he's going to be coaching this Sunday in this game. Now, Sala's replacement is going to be tight ends coach Ron Middleton, who you probably will see right here for the very first time as Middleton, by the way, was a former coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So is there a little revenge game going on here? You know, those guys will tell you, (laughs) <laughs> they they want to beat me as, as bad as I want to beat them, you know, and that and that's just the way it is. Um, whenever you go to a different team or when you're playing against friends or, 
or, or, or competing against against friends, and I consider a bunch of those people over there my friends. Um, you want to beat them, you know. So I, I don't think it makes it easier or, or by no means, but um, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Well, it'll be fun for some people, Davis, who I'm not exactly sure. I guess the, the players in the winning locker room. Uh, is this the worst game of the NFL season? I don't know. Jaguars have the worst offense. Jets have the worst defense. These teams are combined for 5-23 and 23 at the end of the season. And even though the total in this game, Davis, is 40, and the uh, the two teams combined 31 points on the season. So I, I guess... I don't really have high expectations here, but I suppose if there was ever a time where we could push this Jaguars narrative, is this the game? Is this the game that Trevor Lawrence gets right? God, I hope so. I'm like, I'm like getting bummed out because I thought it's, I mean, it's good for fantasy football when we have more offenses that are good, right? Like the reason we all kind of liked Gardner Minshew was he was making some guys fantasy useful down there in Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence has done the opposite. He came out, uh, I guess he was decent in that first game against the Texans, right? 303, Marvin Jones had a good game. Uh, DJ Shark had a good game, and then he got hurt, and we were kind of waiting on Visca. By the way, LaVisca Chenault placed on the COVID-19 list. So the uh, three wide receiver set for the Jaguars this weekend, Marvin Jones, Laquan Treadwell, Tavon Austin, not, not pretty, and uh, the, um, the Jets are down to all backup wide receivers. Jamison Crowder, Calf injury, not going to play. Uh, Elijah Moore, short-term IR. So it's it's this is the worst game. I really hope I don't have to see any of this game. I really, really do. Yeah, no, I definitely think uh, this is schedule-wise probably the worst game on the schedule for sure. Uh, all right, but there will be some fantasy ramifications from that, no doubt. Somebody will be playing a Jet. Somebody will be playing a Jaguar in a DFS league. In a season-long league, absolutely somebody will be doing it. We got to take a quick timeout here on Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up, we wrap up this first hour of the show. In hour two, we've got our headlines at the top of the hour, so make sure you stay on the grid with us. We'll hear from Jim Sanis on the DFS slate. We'll dive into a whole lot more on this Football Friday, a Christmas Eve Football Friday for those of you watching Sports Grid. Happy holidays to all of you. We'll take a brief timeout. And be back in just two minutes with our final hour of the show here on this Friday. So stay on the grid. Don't go away. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back from break here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. We're going to go ahead and round hour one out with uh, some injury and COVID news updates here in the NFL, getting your fantasy football teams ready for your fantasy football semifinal playoff weekend and for DFS. Mike Evans has been ruled out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Brashad Perryman has not been taken off of the COVID-19 protocols. If he is able to clear the COVID-19 protocols, he might be a little bit of a sneaky fantasy option in three wide receiver sets with Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson, and Perryman would be the replacement for Mike Evans. Tyler Higby was removed from the COVID-19 list for the Los Angeles Rams. He missed week 14 and week 15. There is always a chance against the Vikings that he is able to have a fantasy startable game. It might not seem like it's a big update, but Blake Bell has been removed from the COVID list for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if Blake Bell has been removed, he got placed on the COVID list the same day as Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. That certainly would open up the door for Tyreek and Kelsey to be playing in Sunday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. ESPN reported that the Buffalo Bills are optimistic that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be eligible to play able to play with his knee injury in week 16. That would be pretty big for the Bills. It would be pretty big for Josh Allen. However, if he's not able to play, Gabriel Davis is already out on the COVID list, as is Cole Beasley. The Buffalo Bills would be down to their one starting wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. I would imagine that Isaiah McKenzie, who last year in week 17 when Cole Beasley was out, had six receptions for 65 yards on nine targets with two touchdowns, is actually going to be a usable fantasy option in week 16 of the fantasy football playoffs. And as previously mentioned, LaVisca Chenault placed on the COVID-19 list. Craig and I were just talking about how bad that game is. You don't need to go rush out and pick up anyone on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to have a news update here for you at the top of the hour. Craig will rejoin me at the top of the hour in hour two. We are going to help you get your fantasy football teams right. See you back on the grid in just a moment. Stay tuned for our news break. Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming, odds, and more every day. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 